It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council. Talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday through Friday, your team every day. That's what we do here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure to watch the show and subscribe to the show over on our Locked On Panthers YouTube channel. Just went over 2,100 subscribers on Monday. And once again, thank you so much to everyone who supported the show since we've been on YouTube since February. I apologize. Over the last couple days, we've had some issues with our video streaming service, Restream. I'm hoping that it's better today. We will be moving to another platform in the short term. So just wait if you're having issues there, but it's okay because you don't always have to watch the show. You can always check out the show over on all the podcasting platforms out there Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, Stitcher, TuneIn, all of those. It does not matter, even probably more of those. You can check out the podcast every single episode and we'll always take care of you there. The audio should be a lot better there if we're having any issues over on YouTube with the video. But again, going to be moving over to a new video streaming uh, platform in the near future. Um, also, make sure to follow me on Twitter at Julian Council, where every single Friday I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions. To so participate in this upcoming Friday's edition of the weekly Friday mailbag, either at me on Twitter at Julian Council or DM me on Twitter at Julian Council to get in your questions for the weekly Friday mailbag here on Locked on Panthers. On yesterday's edition of Locked on Panthers, we had Steven Ruiz, who's a Carolina Panthers fan and covers the NFL for TheRinger.com. And safe to say that Steven doesn't have the most positive outlook of this organization right now. He's not a firm believer in the owner, David Tepper, and neither really am I. And He's not a firm believer in Matt Rule entering into a third year here in Carolina after starting off 10-23 and 23 in the first two seasons and losing the last seven games last year after starting off 3-0, then getting to 5-5, five and five and just falling flat on their face there in the second half of the season. And there's plenty of Carolina Panther fans that feel the same way as Steven. I just don't really feel like things are as bad as they seem. Yeah, the Carolina Panthers do not have what seems to be a coherent plan to identify a long-term answer at quarterback. And when speaking to someone last week close to the team, it seems like their plan is to just keep going out there and trying to find somebody until one sticks. Not a great plan in my opinion. Bridgewater didn't stick. Darnold hasn't stuck. And hard to believe that Baker Mayfield will stick long-term just based off of what we've seen here in Carolina. But maybe I am pretty bullish on the Panthers this year with Baker, but one year 
does not define a guy as being the franchise here in Carolina. He's going to have to do it over multiple seasons, and we'll see if Matt Corral gets an opportunity in 2023 to be the starter or if the Carolina Panthers get back into the draft and take maybe one of the top quarterbacks in next season's draft. We will see how things play out here in Carolina. We can spend a lot of time looking at the quarterback situation and looking at what happened in Rock Hill and our feelings about Matt Rule, and we can all get pretty caught up in, man, it doesn't really feel like we should be excited for this upcoming season. It really feels like the Panthers are like a dumpster fire. That's not the case, man. And I've said this before. Yeah, you can point at the negative things that are going on here in Carolina, but there's a lot of positives, especially this offseason and the work that the general manager, Scott Fitter, has done in really his first offseason as having full control of personnel here in Carolina. You can look at the moves. Matt Rule is not the one making the final say and calling the shots here in Carolina like he was the past two offseasons in 2020 when he took over before the pandemic and in 2021 when Scott Fitter came along. This is the Scott Fitterer show here in Carolina, and it feels firmly like that when looking at the personnel moves. And I've applauded Fitterer for what he's done and the Panthers for what they've built there in that front office by bringing back Dan Morgan, Samir Suleiman, who's been handling the cap here in Carolina. I like where they're going. Pat Stewart as well, a part of this organization. I think they have a lot of good players. And I'm not alone in feeling that things are not nearly as bad as a lot of people want it to seem here in Carolina. Jonathan Stewart, who played for the Carolina Panthers, spent every year except for one here in Carolina, tweeted out this past weekend that I just had an overwhelming feeling that the Panthers are going to shock the world this year. Hashtag keep pounding. And I kind of feel the same way Jay Stu feels. Now, do I think they're going to shock the world? No. Because what that would really be saying is the Panthers are going to win the division, then get all the way to like the NFC Championship game or even a Super Bowl. I don't think they're going to win a division this year, although we'll talk about where they stack up in the NFC South here shortly, and they might not be that far behind Tampa Bay going into this upcoming season. And, of course, they should be right there on par with New Orleans, if not better. And Atlanta, Panthers should be a lot better than the Atlanta Falcons going into this 2022 season. Well, if you believe in the rule of three, and I spell rule as R-H-U-L-E, like Matt Rule, we've looked at it. Back at Temple, back at Baylor. Stinks year one, improves year two, year three, has that massive breakthrough. If you believe in the rule of three, then the Carolina Panthers are prepared to potentially shock the world here in 2022. And you can look back and say, oh, well, the Panthers didn't really make improvement last year. Well, they found a kicker, right? Zane Gonzalez is back. Now, special teams as a whole wasn't great, but they found a kicker, which was one of the key storylines going to last season. The defense was spectacular for the majority of the season. Yeah, they weren't great against the run. They had injuries that hurt them in the secondary later on in the season. But through the first 13 weeks of the year, they were top 10 team in DVOA, the defensive analytic from Football Outsiders. And they were top two in the league, number two overall in total defense. And you can try and find numbers and try to downplay that and make it not seem like it was, but that defense was really good. And you have young guys like Brian Burns, Jeremy Chen, and J.C. Horn who can be the leaders of that unit for hopefully the next five-plus years. There were spots last season where the Carolina Panthers improved. Did you see it in the win-loss record? Of course not. And really, that's all that matters. But they did, in part, improve defensively from where they were in 2020. So improvement is improvement, but they need to win. A few reasons why I think the Panthers actually could potentially shock the world like Jonathan Stewart believes is, well, start off with quarterback play. 
Baker Mayfield. I don't know if he's a long-term answer in Carolina. I would right now say probably not. But he is an improvement from Sam Darnold and from Teddy Bridgewater. He has had success in this league. He has gone on and taken the Cleveland freaking Browns to the playoffs and won a playoff game and had them very close to going to the AFC Championship game back in 2020. He has dealt with having Freddie Kitchens as his head coach, who was on SiriusXM NFL Radio last week defending Baker Mayfield and saying that his emotion, his passion, and his personality actually is a positive. And the Panthers, at least Scott Fitterer, seem to feel the same way. Now we'll have to write it in in certain aspects and try to avoid some of the issues that he's had with former players and coaches that he's played or played under. But I don't have that worry about Baker. Yeah, he's going to throw interceptions. He's had issues taking care of the football. But coming into the system which Steven Ruiz doesn't think that necessarily fits him, I do believe in Baker Mayfield having success here in Carolina and the Panthers getting better quarterback play than what they've gotten last year from Sam, PJ, and Cam, and what they got the year prior from also PJ and Teddy Bridgewater. So that's one reason. The quarterback play should be much better. Uh, second reason, what has been, outside of quarterback, the biggest issue in Carolina for what feels like a decade? The offensive line. Taylor Moten's back. Now you bring in Austin Corbett, fresh off a of Super Bowl. Bradley Bozeman's here after being a really good player for the Ravens. Uh, the last third-round pick of last season, Brady Christensen, he's not going to step in as a starter. And the left tackle situation is finally fixed. At least it feels that way with Iki Aquanu, the Charlotte native, coming here to be the left tackle of the future here in Carolina. You have guys like Pat O'Flynn and Dennis Daly, Michael Jordan, Cam Irving, who were absolute liabilities last year, who now have starting experience, but are in a second unit. That looks like, to me, an offensive line that should be much better, vastly better than what they were last season. Now, it's not just the offensive line, who dealt with injuries last year that's gotten better, but I think having Christian McCaffrey back healthy is another reason to think that this team can be better and can shock the world in 2022. Part of that is they improved quarterback play. McCaffrey was great in 2019, the last time he was healthy. He led the league in all-purpose yards his first three years in the season, which led to the Panthers giving him that four-year $64 million extension that made him the highest-paid running back in the National Football League. But his body has fallen apart the last couple seasons because they overly relied upon McCaffrey to carry this offense. Now with Baker, with a better offensive line, with DJ Moore back, Terrace Marshall looking like he might have a breakout season. Rashard Higgins, Robbie Anderson hopefully getting back to his 2020 form or pre-2020 form. I think this team can keep Christian healthy and not rely on him to touch the ball all the time. Chuba Hubbard's back in the backfield. Dante Foreman, who really stepped up last year in the absence of Derrick Henry down in Tennessee and helped the Titans get the number one seed in the AFC. Those are all reasons that why the Panthers could find a way to keep CMC healthy. So a healthy CMC, who didn't miss a game until the last couple seasons, helps his team get to the point where they could shock the world. Oh, yeah, the defense. Remember me talking about the defense last season? They were second in total defense, top 10 in DVOA before week 13. They were number one in DVOA for the first time ever early on in the season. Running, they were all over the place. Brian Burns was a pro bowler. Dante Jackson's now back. J.C. Horn was outstanding in the first couple weeks of the season before going down with an injury. Yeah, the defense should still be really good. And now two guys who were drafted in the 2020 draft, Derek Brown, who's been a starter, now really needs to step up. But Itor Gross Matos, they paved the way, they cleared the way for him with Morgan Fox being released to take over as a starter. 
I really like this defense. Frankie Louvu is a breakout candidate this upcoming season as he showed flashes last year in a reserve role, and that led the Panthers to being fine with Hassan Reddick leaving, which I don't think they could have paid him anyway, but being okay with it because they had someone who stepped up last season and who had the mentality of I'm coming here to take someone's job and now has the opportunity to be a starting linebacker for the Carolina Panthers this upcoming season. Another area that's really plagued the Panthers over the last couple of years has been special teams, whether it's been the inability to have a good kickoff returner, to get getting nothing out of the punt return game, to also being bad in the punt return and kickoff return game as far as defending it. And, of course, when it comes down to the field kicking game, as we've seen Graham Gano have misses, even though Graham Gano was always better than a lot of Panther fans like to act like he was, but still, timely misses weren't great for Graham Gano, and Joey Sly was far worse, big leg, but not very accurate, and missed at the worst possible times it felt. And then eventually the Carolina Panthers were able to find Zane Gonzalez, who didn't miss the last four weeks of the season last year with a quad injury, but is back healthy and has been re-signed by Carolina. Not only is Zane Gonzalez here, but Johnny Hecker, a four-time All-Pro, also comes, and Andre Roberts as a kick returner, who's also been an All-Pro, and Chris Tabor who has led annually in Chicago the last couple of seasons, top 10 special teams units. That could be at least good for one or two more wins this upcoming season, especially when you look at the field goal kicking game and trying to be able to flip the field with Johnny Hecker with this defense that can get after the passer. I like where the Panthers are headed this upcoming season. The quarterback should be better. The offensive line is obviously better. Christian McCaffrey, when healthy, is still one of the best, if not the best, running backs in the National Football League. The defense has that foundation where they should be a contender every year for one of the top five units in the National Football League moving forward, and special teams should be much improved. Put all that together in the Carolina Panthers, like Jonathan Stewart said, could shock the world in 2022. Now, to do that, they first need to have success in the NFC South. I don't think right now the Carolina Panthers are contenders to win the NFC South, but when looking at the Bucks, the Saints, and, well, the Falcons, who should be terrible, I think the Panthers stack up pretty good in the NFC South this upcoming season. We'll talk about that here in just a moment on Locked On Panthers. Hindsight is 2020, and you can't change the past, but what if you get a little help from your future self? Maybe you'd ask to borrow a little cash. Now you can with Dave. Dave is a banking app that can help you get up to $500 instantly with extra cash. That's more money to fill your tank, buy a wedding gift, or catch up on bills. You can finally tackle those expenses that have been stressing you out without any hangups. There's no interest and no credit check needed. Millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to get the financial relief they need with extra cash. So if you're in a pinch and need some extra help, download Dave and think of it as a helping hand from future you. Download the Dave app from the Apple App Store right now. That's D-A-V-E. Sign up for extra cash account. I can get up to $500 instantly for for terms and conditions, go to dave.com slash legal. Instant transfer fees apply. Banking provided by Evolve member FDIC. Future you will thank you. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team 
every day. Now, if the Carolina Panthers are going to, in fact, shock the world like Jonathan Stewart has this overwhelming feeling about and how I kind of feel in a way like that he's not that far off. I don't think they're going to shock the world in terms of being a team that's a Super Bowl contender, but they can absolutely be a playoff team, which I think they will be, and they could get to 10 wins this upcoming season because the quarterback play should be better. The offensive line no longer is atrocious. Christian McCaffrey, hopefully, fingers crossed, healthy, top 10 defense, and special teams no longer a liability this upcoming season. But it all starts off with the division. The Panthers have to be successful in the NFC South that they won't have any chance of going to the playoffs this upcoming season. When you look at the Atlanta Falcons this upcoming season, the Falcons should be terrible. The Panthers last year, they, of course, finished last place, but Atlanta wasn't good. And Carolina, I felt like, was still better than Atlanta last season. But for whatever reason, they split both those games. They won in Atlanta, something that rarely feels like it ever happens, and then they lose a stinker at home. The Falcons this year should not be a problem. They trade away Matt Ryan, the franchise, because they flirted with the idea of getting Deshaun Watson. It looked like they were going to have Deshaun Watson. And then Cleveland came out and gave him the $230 million fully guaranteed over five seasons. Matt Ryan, rightfully so, felt wrong by Arthur Blank in the Falcons organization and felt like, you know what? It's actually time for me to move on. Our defense is terrible. My top wide receiver, Calvin Ridley, is suspended for this season for gambling on football, which will never cease to be incredible and amaze me and be absolutely hilarious that this happened. He's out for the year. So Matt's like, why am I going to stick around here with a coach and Arthur Smith, who I just met last year. Our offense was putrid. They ranked 26th in points per game, and they were 29th in yards last season. How is that going to get better? With the offensive line still being a liability in Atlanta, yes, they have two young offensive weapons in Kyle Pitts at tight end and Drake London, the first-round receiver out of USC, who's also coming off of an ankle injury, which obviously is going to be ready to go. I don't see how Matt – I see why Matt Ryan wanted to leave. The Falcons are not going to be very good this season. Marcus Mariota is going to step in. He's been in Arthur Smith's system after being in Tennessee. But remember, in Tennessee – He lost his job to Ryan Tannehill, who the Titans are now trying to replace, even though Tannehill helped them get to the AFC Championship game and had him as the number one seed in the AFC last season without having Derrick Henry for the vast majority of the season last year in Tennessee. And now they have Desmond Ritter to possibly be the starter if he beats up Marcus Marotta, but possibly to be the future as he is also the third-round pick out of Cincinnati. The Falcons are going to stink. Defensively, they're terrible. They lose Foyo Luakon and other players. The Panthers should sweep the Falcons. Got them, what, week 8 and 10? Should beat the Falcons. That's two games you got to win. Now, the team that you're going to look at and think, okay, if we can beat this team, sweep them, we are firmly right there in position to win the division. And I look at it when comparing Carolina to New Orleans and think that the Panthers are right there on par with New Orleans. Now, the Saints did get better out wide at wide receiver. They're going to get Michael Thomas back. But when he's been healthy – and I understand people look at him as Mr. Slant. That's the only route he can run. The dude still set an NFL record for the most receptions in the season. Like, he can ball, one healthy. And he had whatever issues he had with Sean Payton. Payton's now gone. Dennis Allen's in. And after the defense being really good, which they should be again, 
it made all the sense for Davis Allen to get that job. Now, we can't underrate the fact that losing Sean Payton, one of the brightest offensive minds in the NFL, is really going to hurt New Orleans this upcoming season, especially when working with Jameis Winston. But what's going to help Jameis is having Michael Thomas back. It's getting Chris Olave, who I love, at Ohio State. Getting Jarvis Landry, the Louisiana Sun, to come back home. That's a pretty good wide receiver core there in New Orleans to help out Jameis. And actually, when Jameis was healthy last season before tearing his ACL in week eight, he set career highs and touchdowns to interception ratio to 14 to three and passer rating at 102.8. But we do recall week two when Phil Snow and his Carolina Panthers defense made Jameis look at the same guy who had the 30-30 season back in 2019 and a guy before he got LASIK surgery and made tons of boneheaded decisions. And he is susceptible to doing that. He did not throw the ball as many times as far as attempts last season that he did back in his past in Tampa Bay, which is smart for New Orleans, and they'll have to do the same thing this upcoming season. They had Tyron Matthew, the Honey Badger, who comes back home to Louisiana after playing at LSU in college and spending his career in Arizona, and most recently there in Kansas City. He'll help them. Defensively, they're going to be just fine. Cam Jordan's still there. Um, their hope is that uh, – points of Peyton, I can't remember his last name, from Houston, the first-round pick from a year ago, that he'll step up. They are, they have a great secondary. Marshawn Lattimore's still there. The Saints will be good on defense, especially with Dennis Allen as their head coach. Now, one thing that cannot be overlooked is that they lost Teron Armstead, their left tackle. He's now in Miami, and they're going to be starting likely a rookie in Trevor Penning. Penning, not nearly as good as Iki Iquanu. That is a position – that the Panthers can exploit like they did last year, really, too, when they get out there and play New Orleans. That's a team I think the Panthers can once again take at least a game off of. Now, a team they have been able to compete with since Matt Rule got here is Tampa Bay. And when I'm looking at Tampa Bay, I don't think they're actually that great. Tom Brady retired, then he came back. As long as Tampa has Tom Brady, they're going to have a chance. Now, had they not gotten Tom Brady back, we wouldn't be looking at Tampa Bay as a team that was surely going to win a division. Why is that? Well, because, well, Bruce Arians gone. Todd, Todd Bowles is now the head coach, and he deserves a second chance. When you look at his tenure in New York, he's the only guy who has had a winning record with the Jets over the last decade, and the best quarterback he ever had there was Ryan Fitzpatrick, and he threw away their only playoff opportunity in Week 17 on the road in the snow against Buffalo. So that shows you that, hey, at least this guy can coach. Defense has always been good, and they probably still will be good. Have you seen the reports lately? Fournette, who they just gave a three-year deal to, he's at 260 pounds. He's overweight. They no longer have Ronald Jones. They have some other young running backs like Keyshawn Vaughn. Gio Bernard's back there, I believe, in Tampa Bay. But if Fournette's not in shape, it's going to be really hard to do that, too. Come training camp, you're supposed to already show up in shape. This is not like the 80s where you would get in shape in training camp. No, you already need to be right there in shape for the conditioning test, which Fournette does not seem like he's going to be able to pass. Now, they still have Shaq Barrett, still have Devin White. They're going to be a good defensive team. But Chris Godwin's coming off an injury. You got Mike Evans back. Russell Gage now steps in as that number three wide receiver. No more Dominican Sue. No more Jason Pierre-Paul. They're replacing two starters on the offensive line. Brady's there, but it feels like, like Carolina can get a game off of Tampa Bay. If they can go 4-2 and two in a division, I've talked about this before, I feel good about this team. Seattle, they're doing the whole Drew Locke, Geno Smith thing. You got to beat New York as in the Giants, who you you struggled with last year and lost that game. Sam Darnold was benched. I think the Panthers stack up really well. They're clearly better than Atlanta. They're right there on par, if not better than New Orleans. It's going to really come down to quarterback play and whose offensive line is better this upcoming season. And defensively, both should be excellent. 
Same thing with Tampa. Defensively, they should be just as good as Carolina. I mean, not maybe maybe better. Just to have they have the proven guys. Like, I mean, Devin White's back. Shaq Barrett's back. Um, they're going to have Joe Tryon Shorienka, who's going to step up for them on the outside linebacker role in the secondary is excellent. But I don't think Tampa Bay is really all that much better than Carolina or New Orleans. The Panthers, they could mess around and be right there in the thick of things. So as far as shocking the world, I think it would shock the world if Baker Mayfield, as a starting quarterback here in Carolina, with these receivers, McCaffrey held through the offensive line, stepping back, stepping up, and that defense, it would shock the world if the Panthers found a way to actually unseat Tampa and Tom Brady and win the division, which I think is absolutely a possibility. I think Tampa, when I was just looking closer at it, it looks like a possibility. Tampa still think they're better. Having the GOAT helps. But I don't think they're really all that much better, and Carolina absolutely has an opportunity to compete against Tampa this upcoming season, which they have not done over the last two years of Matt Rule. Now, we talked about can the Panthers shock the world. We've looked at how they stack up within the division. I think they stack up pretty well. What will define success for the Carolina Panthers here in 2022? Is it playoffs? Is it eight wins? Is it nine wins? What is it? We'll try to do that here in just a moment on Locked on Panthers. From the people who invented healthy and tasty comes the latest gift to your taste buds. You probably tried the amazing coconut brownie chunk built bar, but guess what? Your friends at Built have given coconut brownie chunk the puffs treatment. That's right. The coconut brownie chunk built bar flavor you love in a deliciously chewy marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. It's like a fluffy cloud of coconut brownie goodness, but stop drooling and listen. They are good for you. Low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and all delicious. Coconut brownie chunk puffs are only here for a limited time. So go to built.com now to make sure you don't miss out. They are going fast because they taste amazing. Go to built.com and use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCK15 at built.com for 15% off your first order. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so what's going to define success for the Carolina Panthers here in 2022? Is it winning the division? Because, I mean, they win the division. It's hard to see this as not being a successful year. Is it bombing out and being able to get a top five pick and take either Bryce Young or CJ Stroud and get rid of Matt Rule? I think there are Panther fans who might look at that as actually being a success because it means they get a new head coach and they can get one of the top quarterback prospects in college football this upcoming season. Well, I don't really feel like that would be necessarily the success that we're looking for, albeit in the end, it might actually quantify as success. That's not what we're looking for here in Lockdown Panthers, not what I'm thinking about as far as success, as we're trying to keep it positive vibes only heading into this upcoming season. For me, it's hard to just put a win total on this. But the Panthers need to be right there in the thick of the wild card race and honestly be competitive within the division. They need to be one, two games within Tampa. 
there is just, as I broke down, feels to me little reason, other than if the quarterback play just completely bombs once again, this team, top to bottom looking at the roster, cannot be right there competing for the division. I'm not going to say they're going to win a division. I don't think they're going to win a division, but I do think that they can stay within a game or two and take this thing into late December. And that's what Matt Rule talked about a couple years ago when everyone got all ticked off when the Panthers won that game late on in December against the Washington football team. They were mad that, oh, you're messing up our pick. Why would you do that? Winning a meaningless game. And Matt Rule talks about how they want to be playing meaningful football in December. They weren't playing meaningful football in December last year. And last season, or sorry, in 2020, and in last year, when they were in position to potentially play meaningful football in December, they fell flat on their face and lost seven straight games after being 5-5 five and five and a good vibes coming back with Cam Newton as we all hoped that he would save the season. The Panthers need to be playing meaningful football not just in December, but in early January as the season has now carried over to 18 weeks and we have two weekends in January of regular season football. Week 17, week 18, make those games matter. That's what they need to be able to do this upcoming season. That, to me, is one piece of quantifying what a successful 2022 season looks for Carolina. Now, once they get there to playing meaningful football games in week 17 and 18 and the weeks prior, they need to capitalize on the opportunity and actually be playing postseason football. It's been far too long. The Carolina Panthers have been in position to be a postseason team. We saw that the Panthers start off six and two back in 2018. It felt like this was going to happen for them again. And then Cam has a shoulder fall apart on us. And what seemed to be a once promising season and a lot of talk of, Hey, could he win MVP again? Could this be a Super Bowl team after blowing out Tampa Bay? Turned out to be just an extremely depressing season. Then, start off 0-2 in 2019, went four straight with Kyle Allen and a defense playing spectacular, really, and Chris McCaffrey carrying Kyle Allen, but they were 4-2 and and the vibes were good. Then we have that Green Bay game, just the hellacious roughing the passer call that was there on Gerald McCoy on Aaron Rodgers that changed that game right before halftime, but really losing a heartbreaker in the snow, and the offensive line, of course, could not do their job, as they've failed to do so oftentimes here over the last couple of seasons, and that season, again, falling flat because the quarterback play was just not enough. No expectations in 2020. Season played out like everyone should have thought, even though people got mad for whatever reason at Teddy Bridgewater for being Teddy Bridgewater, and we know how last season started, 3-0, and 5-5, and lose seven straight. That can't be the narrative once again. That can't be how things play out. The Panthers have a tough schedule. They have opportunities, though. With Atlanta on the schedule twice, with the New Orleans team who they should stack up with and a Tampa team they actually compete with to get wins. They got Seattle. They also have um, New York. They're playing last play schedule. They can have success this upcoming season. The Panthers need to be a playoff team to quantify this as success. And that might be a little unfair, but I don't really feel that way. I'm sick of waiting. It's year three, put up or shut up. We had Roman Harper on the show a couple months ago, and he talked about how he didn't really grade Matt Rule in year one and two because what really were the expectations? You had to replenish the entire defense. You had to replace everybody who left. You had a quarterback who was coming in who was solid, but not someone that's going to really lead you to the playoffs. And you had a young team. So what were the expectations in 2020? Not to be very good at all. Last year, the hope was that you would take a step forward, at least in the win-loss column. They did not do that, but the defense did improve. Now is the time. 
and everyone knows that. If Matt Rule does not win games this year, he will not be the head coach in 2023. I don't care what David Tepper says about a five-year plan. I don't care what Matt Rule says about a five-year plan. I don't want to hear any of that. The Carolina Panthers need to be a playoff team here in 2022 to define the season as a success. And we need to raise our expectations here. The worst thing that we want is for this basically to become the Detroit Lions where we never expect anything out of this team. I don't think the apathy is set in at all. I know there's a lot of people who are upset, and I'm sure there's plenty of people actually who might feel apathetic. But I still believe that there are people out there who have hope and still expect more at his organization this season and in the future. And I've already outlined all the reasons earlier on the show to why you should feel that way and why you may feel that way. Hold this team and organization to the coals and tell them it's time to perform. So for me, someone who's just flat out sick of it and has seen the roster get better this offseason, it's playoffs or bust for me. You brought in the quarterback. You got the O-line. You have the skilled talent. That should be much better. Robbie Anderson has to be better. Shut up. Stop complaining. Enough of the podcasting and the social media. Go out there and perform. Someone help DJ. Terrace Marshall, you could have been the first-round pick. You had injuries. Now you're healthy. Go out there and perform. Derek Brown, first-round pick. Go out there and perform. Gross Matos, go out there and perform. No more excuses. Get it done this upcoming season. So, yeah, what defines success for Carolina in 2022? The freaking playoffs, man. All right, that's going to wrap up this edition of Locked on Panthers. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council. Make sure, again, to watch the show and subscribe to their show over on Locked on Panthers YouTube channel. You can check us out Monday through Friday and follow me on Twitter at Julian Council or the weekly Friday mailbag. We do that every single week. So at me, at Julian Council, DM me at Julian Council. Subscribe to the show over on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and all the podcasting platforms out there. In the meantime, though, stay safe, be happy, be whole. As always, keep pounding. And I will talk to you all on Wednesday. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 